Hello, this is Coach Aaron Saft with the MR Running Pains Podcast. Today's episode is me, and I'm going to be talking about, as you probably saw in the title, how to create a uh, hydration and nutrition strategy for your next uh, race in general. I mean, it could be a marathon or it could be an ultra. Um, in my case, this is my prep and plan for the Bigfoot 200. Uh, which I will be taking on this weekend. I'm recording this on August 9th. The race starts Saturday, August 13th. Um, if you want to track me and my progress, the uh, the homepage, which I will uh, link in the show notes for Bigfoot, has a link to live tracking. My bib number is 109. You can search me and, and find me and, <laughs> and follow along. Uh, follow my dot. <laughs> as my spot tracker makes its way through this course. So, um, I typically, you know, I, sometimes I just go by the seat of my pants, but for this one, since I had a pack and, uh, get ready, you know, things to fly and get my baggage ready. Um, I wanted to kind of get a sense for how much nutrition I would need to, uh, to order. So, um, but the, uh, the guidelines that I went with are kind of the current thinking of how many carbohydrates you can absorb in an hour, um, as well as how many calories, uh, you can absorb because, you know, when we get to this type of racing, uh, this, you know, endurance style, uh, the ultra marathons in general, uh, we just, we start talking more about calories per hour than we do carbohydrates per hour. Uh, just because we're going to go into deficit of calories. So it's, it's more how many calories can you get in comfortably. Now, if I take a step back, you know, this is something that you have to train with, right? Uh, hydration, same story, especially if you're going to be getting your calories through hydration, uh, which, you know, it's, there's, there's an argument that the, uh, the calories should just remain separate from your hydration. That way it's, it's easier to track and you're just focusing on electrolyte replacement through your hydration. Um, I understand that. Um, but I train with, uh, both long haul and, um, tailwind nutrition. I use both, um, as I understand it right now, long haul doesn't have a caffeinated blend. Uh, perhaps I'm wrong. And, uh, if I am, forgive me. Uh, but, uh, I like the cola flavor from tailwind, um, for my caffeinated, you know, my night running when I'm kind of sleepy and stuff. And I'll talk about, uh, caffeine and, and my plan for using, uh, different, um, nutrition supplements, uh, for, for caffeine and getting through, you know, this, this 200 miler, um, also talk about my sleep breaks, but um, lots to go over. <laughs> so, uh, you know, let's, let's just go back to, to training. Um, so, you know, current level of thinking is that your gut can absorb 60 to 90 grams of carbohydrates per hour. So if you are a marathoner, uh, perhaps even 50 K you are looking for somewhere in that range per hour, 60 to 90 grams of carbohydrates. Okay. That's, uh, your body's going to be burning through those. Uh, so, you know, keeping your glycogen stores uh, high is great. Uh, you know, we're, uh, every, uh, nutritionist that I listen to every dietitian that I listen to, they advocate that you have to have carbohydrates, which I believe in. I am, um, you know, on a side, I have mentioned that I have been on a low carb diet, but in my training, I still use plenty of carbohydrates. 
I want that to, to be clear. Um, yes, I, I am on a low carb diet. That is the intention of just making sure that I am uh, getting to my race weight, which I have. And, uh, but in my training and races, so in my long runs and such, I still use carbohydrates to, um, to help keep me going and fuel me. So, um, you know, even if you are on a low carb diet, um, you can look to the likes of Zach Miller and Jeff Browning. They still use carbohydrates when they race and when they train. So they train their gut to get ready for it. Um, you know, they both are goo athletes <laughs> and goo obviously is, uh, is glucose, uh, one of our sugars, our carbohydrates. So uh, even if you are fat adapted, it's still suggested that you use carbohydrates when you're running. So, um, but the 60 to 90 grams of carbohydrates and typically they're, you know, roughly 200 to 300 calories per hour is kind of what we're looking at here. Now, um, you know, again, when we mix this in with hydration, um, if I'm drinking 20 ounces of tailwind or 20 ounces of long haul, I am getting 200 calories in. So, um, you know, factoring that in with taking in, um, you know, whatever fuel that I, uh, I am going to eat. Um, in this case, uh, one of my main sources is awesome sauce by spring energy. Um, I have no affiliation with any of these brands. Let me be clear on that. These are just things that work for me. You have to find what works for you. And again, that's through your training that you find out what's going to work. How is it going to work? How often do you need it? And we'll talk about that as well. But, um, spring awesome sauce, my number one, go to. Uh, and secondary is uh, Scratch. They make uh, chews and I have um, a, a variety of flavors for um, Scratch. Those are my, my primary fueling sources along with Tailwind um, at night and um, long haul during the day. So um, I use the unflavored long haul um, I find it just goes down easy because it, you know, there's no flavor that I have to get sick of. So, um, I'm using the long haul, uh, unflavored. And so, you know, between those, that's my, my, my main, if you will, my A go-tos, if I go to my B source, um, especially if things kind of turn rough, like uh, they did, especially at altitude during hard rock, I use the liquid gels by goo, um, so I have the lemonade and orange flavors from goo, uh, for the liquid energy. And, um, those are kind of my, my bees. And then, um, my C I have uh, goo roctane, uh, which I'll pop every now and again. Um, you know, the, I talked about in my supplement, um, episode with Dr. Judkins about, uh, BCAAs, the branch chain amino acids. So, um, you know, Roctane does have those, whether that's beneficial or not, uh, kind of, you know, uh, it's uh, hopefully reduces, uh, muscle damage while you're out there. Uh, but, uh, those, those are kind of my tertiary, my, my C go-tos. Um, and of course there's aid station food, right? And when I see my crew, um, I have, um, you know, some candy bars and, and stuff like that, that I can kind of, um, supplement with so that I don't get like a, the palate fatigue of just doing, you know, these over and over again, you know, and that's why I have, um, both the scratch chews and the awesome sauce is just to get a different consistency, uh, so that my mouth isn't constantly sucking on a gel, um, or chomping on a chew. 
Um, I also, and I, sh- I should mention, in my B sources, I have uh, Cliff Z bars. They're the kids kind of uh, power bars or kids cliff bars. Um, I have uh, two different flavors, chocolate chip and uh, 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 oatmeal frosted. I, they're, you know, two of my favorites. They're, you know, they're, they're not too dry, especially, you know, if you get uh, a fresh pack. So um, you don't have to wash them down with a lot of fluids. But, um, you know, another consistency just to kind of mix things up. I have, you know, one of those every maybe two hours or so. Um, and then if you go back and, um, I did an episode with, um, registered dietitian, uh, Jake Edmiston, and, uh, we talked on the hellbender podcast about nutrition and he kind of goes over, um, all of these, you know, um, uh, macronutrients, you know, those being, uh, carbohydrates, your, your, your number one primary source, um, proteins, uh, and fats. So, uh, you know, he talks about how much you need each of those. Uh, and again, you know, carbohydrates is the main focus. Uh, going through the aid stations, of course, uh, you know, kind of what I do and what I suggest to my athletes is that you plan to have a meal uh, kind of around that, uh, that time uh, where you usually do. So like lunchtime for me, 12 noon, Eastern Standard Time, I plan to have a bigger calorie dump you know, just whatever that may be, whatever they have at the aid station, whether it's like a burger or, uh, you know, whatever, whatever I can get my hands on, uh, you know, same thing for dinner, having, you know, something large at that time. And then again, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of that, that six hour interval where you want to have a bigger calorie dump because your body's used to that, you know, and that if I'm still going through the night, same thing, six hours later, you know, have, have something. And then six hours later, it's breakfast. So, you know, just making sure that I'm getting in those, especially as the race goes on and you are going into further, further calorie deficit, you know, so, um, it's, uh, it's great to kind of vary it up again so you don't get that, that oh, God, I don't think I could get another gel down, right? Um, so, uh, you know, getting into the planning of it, I kind of looked at um, finish times. And then I compared those finish times, uh, the, the person that ran those finish times, uh, and looked at their other races to kind of get a sense for what they've done and kind of compared it to my performances to see where I would stack up. And then I found who I'm more comparable to, to get a rough idea of, um, an estimated finish time, you know, um, just gives me a sense of, um, I have the potential to do this. Of course I could be slower. Uh, I could be faster, but it gives me like that, that time to kind of set my, um, my, uh, uh, eating strategy up, uh, how many calories do I need based on this finish time, which, uh, I, I, I proposed, I believe a, uh, I think I put a 65 hour finish time, uh, as, as my goal, which is uh, roughly about 1830 pace average per mile. So, um, based off of that, I then looked at the aid stations, you know, how far apart are they? Uh, now, again, I, I used an average of 1830 pace and then multiplied that by the miles to the aid station and figured out, okay, first, how much fluids am I going to need? I'm carrying a two liter bladder. Um, you know, how, how, how frequently will I go through that if I'm drinking 20 to 30 ounces per hour? Your body can comfortably drink 20 to 30 ounces per hour. I use 25 ounces as a, an average. 
um, knowing that in the heat of the day, I'll probably be on the higher side. And as it cools down, I'll probably go back down to the lower side of things. But based off that, you know, and the time thinking that I would drink 25 ounces per hour, I accumulated and, you know, calculated how many fluid ounces I would need and then how many scoops of um, either the long haul or tailwind that I would need and then how many calories would that be. And then uh, from there, knowing how many calories that I have per hour, I looked at, well, how much would I need to supplement with, uh, you know, other nutrition, you know, being my gels, bars, and chews. So then I said, okay, well, I need this many calories. Um, I have this many hours. So, you know, divided by the, uh, divided the calories by the hours and I came up with, okay, I need this many calories per hour for nutrition. And then I put how many gels that would be and how many chews that would be. I split it in half to say, okay, um, you know, this, um, um, I need this many calories total for this time period. Uh, so, you know, I, I took that, um, the spring awesome sauce is 180 calories and the, uh, the chews are 140 calories. So, um, you know, looking at those two, I said, well, if I split that in half, how many gels would I need and how many chews would I need? And then it, that gave me, a, a you know, an estimate of what I need um, going to that aid station. Then I would go all the way down the list, all of the aid stations, same way, um, as long as I could access a drop bag or my crew um, and, and resupply. If I couldn't, then obviously I needed to figure out, well, you know, from the start point to whatever aid station that I can resupply, how much do I need for that distance? Because I'm not going to be able to resupply. Obviously I am carrying a filter so that I can, um, resupply my bladder and I am carrying extra powder, um, so that, you know, I, I can, um, refuel my bladder and have, uh, electrolytes and, uh, um, electrolytes and, and fluid, you know, um, enough for, for me to, uh, to get through. Uh, I made sure that each segment, they have a really good description of each segment and, uh, where the availability of water is, um, you know, and, and making sure that I carried enough. And then if there's a section that I don't have enough, then I have, um, some body bottles, some soft flasks that I will carry as well to supplement for the fact that I won't have uh, a refill area. So, um, you know, really getting to know the course, looking over the sections and making sure that that section did have um, availability for for water resupply. Um, In the heat of the day, it looks like temperatures might get up to 90 in the highs. Um, So um, I'm also carrying some um, electrolyte tabs that I can chew um, by Salt Stick. Uh, Salt Stick has the chewable um, electrolyte tablets. So I am, uh, I'm using those, uh, in the heat of the day to make sure that I'm, I'm getting enough electrolytes looking for the signs to make sure that I'm getting enough electrolytes that, you know, my shorts aren't getting all white and chalky and my pack's not getting white and chalky. I tend to do that. So, um, I sweat a lot of, uh, of sodium obviously out. So I need to make sure I'm replacing that. So, um, you know, not only will I have electrolytes in my fluids, but I will have the, the chewables as well. So, um, you know, lots, lots of stuff there. Um, and you know, I had to make sure that my pack had the carrying capacity to, to carry all these calories. Um, and, uh, you know, 
and, and make sure that I know what's going in my drop bags, that I had enough gels overall. So, uh, you know, I took a tally for how many gels I calculated I needed and how many chews um, and how many scoops of Tailwind and um, um, Long Haul that I, I, you know, felt were needed. And then um, I made sure to purchase uh, all of that stuff plus my, you know, backup calories uh and actually um i put it in a box to travel um like a a a tote a tubware tote if you will uh it was 66 pounds so um i've got to uh i've got to uh distribute that a little bit better obviously you know we have a 50 pound limit for for luggage so i plan on checking that in um but um you know we'll I'll, i'll move things around uh so that that works but anyhow um Long haul just came out with these tiny packs. So it's uh, six scoops, which is perfect for my two liter bladder. That's about how many I put in uh, to my bladder. Uh, I also have some individual sticks of the Cola Tailwind so that, you know, I can, I can refill my bladder as I'm, as I'm out on the course. Um, so, uh, you know, I've, I've got all that all set up. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, I put everything in clear Ziploc bags so that when my crew opens up the container, the food container, they can easily find, you know, what I'm, um, refilling with so they can have that out. It's easy to see, uh, you know, I'll tell them exactly what I want. Uh, they have the list. I, I printed off the, uh, I made a, um, a whole spreadsheet, which I'll try to link to in the show notes so you can get a glimpse. Uh, it'll be a link, um, to the, uh, Google sheet. So, uh, you can check it out and see what my, my plan was. Um, the, uh, but I did print it out. So they have an idea of, of what I'm expecting and anticipating and need. So when I get to the aid station, you know, they can have those items ready for me. Um, you know, this many gels, this many chews, uh, as long as well as like some of the ancillary things that I talked about, my B and C options, uh, and depending on how I'm feeling once again, you know, like I may say, okay, you know, this isn't working right now. Let's switch over to this for the time being. Um, so that's, that's what all that other stuff is there for to help me keep my calories going. Cause again, you know, you have to keep the calories going. Um, now how often do you have to keep the calories going? Well, that interval is to be determined by you through your training. Um, you know, in a marathon, uh, or 50 K it might be a shorter interval, like 30 to 35 minutes. You know, I, I, I've typically set myself up on a 35 minute schedule, uh, no matter what the distance is. Um, and then as the race goes on, as the race gets longer, that interval may decrease, you know, uh, I remember in Chattanooga 100, uh, where I was all of a sudden, you know, doing 20 to 25 minutes, I just needed fuel that much more frequently. Um, you know, I was running at a faster pace, my body demanded more. So I had to decrease the interval and eat more frequently. So, um, you have to be cognizant of that, but again, you know, we're, we're trying to shoot for that, uh, you know, early on and, and you start, um, you know, from when the race starts, you start that interval at 35 minutes and that's what you need to train your gut for. Again, go back and listen to that episode with, uh, Jake Edmiston. Uh, he talks about, you know, even on your short runs, you should be practicing that. Even if you have like a 45 minute run, if your interval is 35 minutes, you know, have a gel at 35 minutes of a 45 minute run, just so your gut gets trained and practice that you're, you know, ingesting these, these calories and it needs to learn how to accommodate that, how to process that, that early into the run. So, um, you know, again, I'll, tr- I'll put that in the show notes 
as well. The episode with Jake, it's just such a, such a great episode with so much information about nutrition and, you know, practicing and, and getting the right amount of calories in. So, um, you know, have a listen there. So, yep, that's, that's my plan for, um, how often to ingest. Uh, I usually typically set an alarm, a timer on my watch for 35 minutes so that it goes off. And then when it goes off, I'm, I'm reminded, get some calories down. And then, you know, as I pick up my pacers, I, you know, they're alert that I'm trying to do every 35 minutes. So if my alarm goes off, you know, they say, Hey, you know, let's try to get some food down. Um, if I have something big, you know, uh, at an aid station, it may not be 35 minutes. I may need, you know, um, uh, you know, 60 to 70 minutes, uh, before I can ingest again. So, you know, don't force things if you're, you know, if you're, if you're really full from like a, you know, a big calorie dump, um, like if you had a meal, don't try to force it. Um, you know, and, and, you know, if the stomach turns, Jake talks about you slow down, just slow your pace down and still try to get things in, even if it's at a trickle, you know, taking a part of a gel or sucking on something. You know, I always say, you know, have stuff that you can suck on. I use gingin shoes. They've got calories. Uh, and you know, it's, it's whether ginger settles your stomach or not, uh, it's just something to kind of suck on, get something down. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great to have those sort of things. I know like Carl Metzler uses spree candy, you know, the hard candies that you can suck on cause they're, you know, they're calories. Uh, Jason Tischer, uh, told me that, you know, he survived off Jolly Ranchers, you know, that he kept, you know, sucking down on Jolly Ranchers cause that was the only way he could get calories down, but you got to figure out how. You know, how do you keep, you know, getting those calories down? Because if you don't, you're not going to keep moving. So, you know, try to remember, you know, it's, it's, it's vital that you keep those calories coming down. Okay. But if you slow down your pace and relax, you know, it, it, it helps get the, the, you know, the, the stomach moving again. Sometimes we're just using too much blood elsewhere and our stomach's not able to process what you're trying to ingest. And that's usually when your stomach flips. So if you slow down, let the blood go back to the stomach so it helps the digestion process, it's, you're going to be much better off. So realize that. Um, I talked about caffeine earlier. Um, so, uh, you know, not only do I have the tailwind um cola flavor that's caffeinated uh you know i i I learned the hard way that you know you 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 definitely need more like when i did hard rock i was just so tired um you know the during the night that i really struggled um so uh i have uh cliff double espresso gels um for the for the nighttime um that you know that will help kind of perk me up as well um I have some um, dark chocolate bars that are, you know, kind of high in caffeine. Um, so, you know, uh, and then, you know, the aid stations, obviously, you know, they have uh, your sodas and, and hopefully some coffee and stuff like that. But, um, you know, you got to plan for what's going to help keep you awake and, you know, if you want to be. Um, my my sleep plan is to, um, to make it through the first night um, and then on day two, when it gets dark, uh, take a two hour nap. So, um, you know, about hopefully about 36 hours into the event, um, I'm going to take a two hour nap and then hopefully make it through the rest of that night. Um, see what, uh, day three presents, you know, um, I'm really hoping to be close to the finish line, obviously. 
um, on the uh, on the third day. Uh, but if I need to, uh, you know, uh, uh, we'll take another nap. Um, but um, you know, again, things change. Uh, I might be tired the first night and need to lay down for like forty five minutes. Um, so we're gonna play that by ear, as we do with everything, right? You know, you've got this great spreadsheet, and uh, you know, like Mike Tyson says, uh, you know, a plan's great until you get punched in the mouth. <laughs> that's that's what an ultra is. It's just being able to uh, to think on the fly and uh, problem solve. How, you know, how do I make this work? How do I, you know, how do I um, get it so that I'm getting the calories I need and, and feel good? That's the that's the kicker, and that's what you need to figure out. So, um, you know, it's great to have the spreadsheet. It's great to kind of plan out your nutrition, see how much you need, so you make sure you have enough calories, enough different options. Um, yeah, so that you know, if you if you need to problem solve, you have the capacity to carry something different. Um, as always, I also you know suggest carrying some um, some little zip back ziplock bags, so that when you get to an aid station, if something is looking good, you can fill up your ziplock bag and keep moving. You know, so you're not stuck at the aid station just munching off the aid station table. You know, fill up two ziplock bags with uh, with chips or whatever looks good to you, and keep moving. Don't waste time at the aid station, right? Just have the volunteers fill up those bags for you, and then you can keep moving and stuff those Ziplocs back into your bag when you're done um, and reuse them when you get to the next aid station. Um, I also found a uh, reusable cup from Raid Light. Um, I'll try to, again, put that in the show notes. Uh, forgive me if I forget any of this. There's so much information here. But the Raid Light cup uh, is is thicker. So with our silicone cups, it's really tough to get hot fluids in them. So this cup is is, is nice and thick. It's got kind of like almost like a, a handle. So you can hold that and you can sip on like broth or coffee, whatever it may be, if, if it's a coupleless race. Um, you know, I've, I've come into aid stations and it's coupleless race. And all I had was that little silicone cup that, you know, the real flimsy, they're great for soda, um, electrolytes, water, et cetera, you know, colder beverages. But, you know, if you're, you know, looking for hot beverages, this little Ray light one is, is great. You know, it, it pops out. Uh, so it gives you a little extra capacity, but, um, you know, easy to store, um, you know, kind of small. So, um, do recommend that rather than carrying a silicone cup for for hot beverages if your cup is excuse me if your race is a coupleless race so keep that in mind as well um and you know that's that's another valid point like when you get to the aid stations um you know the if you're you're down on electrolytes if they have the broth that is a wonderful thing to kind of keep you going um or salted potatoes you know anything you can uh, get that has that you know high sodium content um and it you know the broth does have some calories and sometimes that that's what works and that's what you know turns your race around um so um you know try to try to use that to your advantage um and just look around the table um you know what i was telling one of my athletes uh the other day is that if you're craving something uh, some kind of like, like you're craving something salty or something sweet. It's your body telling you that you need that item. You need that in, you know, uh, your system needs that in order to, to keep you fueled properly. So, you know, give into those, uh, those cravings, um, allow yourself to eat whatever it is that you're, uh, you're craving, uh, cause that's what your body needs. So listen to your body when you get to the aid station, what does it want? What looks good? Um, you know, if nothing's looking good, um, 
you know, talk to your crew. What do we have? What can I do? I'm looking for something like this. Um, you know, uh, I like what Meredith Terranova says. She's done some great podcasts, uh, and she calls it the convenience store diet. You know, like if you were to, to be able to, um, walk into a convenience store and, uh, you know, like grab what looks appetizing to you when you go shopping, you know, like if it looks good, you, you know, that's something that your, your body likes, right. And you may want that at some point. I know a lot of times we fill up the shopping cart and then we don't eat, eat half of what we buy, but at least you have those options. Um, you know, it's like, um, I buy gluten-free Oreos and then, you know, rarely even touch them, but, um, it's, you know, at least I have that option there. Uh, so, uh, create those options, especially if you have dietary restrictions, you know, like being gluten-free that's, you know, that's sometimes that's really tough at an aid station. Um, or if you're a vegan, you know, like that, they even, uh, stress that to us, uh, in one of the pre-race emails saying that if you have dietary restrictions, make sure your crew has some good options for you. Don't solely rely off the aid stations. Um, I think a lot of us have learned that, you know, from experiences, of course, you know, race directors do their best to try to, um, you know, get uh, as many options as they can for all the dietary restrictions, but there's just a lot of, you know, a lot of, um, of different restrictions out there. So, um, you know, we need to, um, kind of address that ourselves, you know, take that responsibility on and, uh, and figure out what we need. So make sure you got what you need. Uh, make sure you have plenty of options. Um, you know, and, and think about if you're, you know, having drop bags, think about what those drop bags have in them. And, um, you know, these, these drop bags are going to be exposed to the elements. They're going to be exposed to, um, you know, rain and heat, uh, make sure your, your, um, your nutri- your, uh, nutrition options, um, can withstand that kind of stuff, you know, can extend, uh, can, um, withstand, uh, hot temperatures, you know, is it going to spoil? Is it going to melt? Uh, you know, think about all those things. Like, you know, when you get to like, if you got like a cherry Coke right in there, is it, is it going to be okay? Um, you know, can you get ice from the aid station and cool off your cherry Coke? Cause you know, that's, it's not very refreshing to have like a, a, a scorching hot cherry Coke. So, um, make sure you have the capacity to, uh, to, um, to drink or eat whatever's in your drop bag. If the conditions are, you know, are rough. Yeah. So, um, just pre-plan a little bit, think about those things. Um, you know, and, um, it's, it's better to overplan and to overbuy, uh, you know, as I was saying earlier, uh, than to not have it all. Uh, yeah, I've learned the hard way that, you know, if, if you get to an aid station or, you know, you, uh, you get to your crew and it's something you didn't pack and it's something you really need, it, it puts your race in jeopardy. You know, don't, put yourself in jeopardy because you didn't bring something, you know, it's, um, I'm stuffing, you know, like jackets and everything in my bag, which I may not need, but, uh, you know, if something changes and I do, at least I have that, you know, I have that, um, that piece of, of gear or that nutrition item that could really save my race. And, and that's the biggest thing, you know, you want to get to the finish line safely, um, and, uh, and, you know, finish your race. So do everything you can to bring, you know, bring whatever you need, um, you know, backups of, of things and, you know, in a 200 mile race, it's, you know, there's so much that can happen. Uh, I talked about in the past, like I bought backup hiking poles, you know, I, I bought the same height, same, uh, model of my hiking poles, um, the leckies, they stopped making them. So I found them on, you know, super discount, which was great. 
Um, but you know, I have a backup pair just in case something goes wrong <clears throat> or I break one of my, you know, one of my poles. Um, you know, it's, uh, when I was talking to Martin Sneakloth in, in our recent episode, you know, he's talking about getting a size, uh, you know, a half size up in your shoes. So, um, my main shoe is going to be the ultra Olympus. So I, I bought, um, you know, a half size up. I also bought a size up in my socks. So I'm, I'm typically a toe sock wearer, but if my toes swell and the toe socks are feeling restrictive, I have a, I have a size up or I bought just a regular sock, you know, instead of having a toe sock, just, um, putting my foot in a regular sock. I have, you know, I brought so many different types of socks just cause I don't know what I'm going to need, you know? So, um, you know, talking about my gear for a second, I have, um, dry max socks, uh, you know, if, if it's, conditions where my feet just feel constantly wet because there's a lot of creek crossings here so um you know that concern uh for having wet feet all the time um I, you know dry max is great for that situation so i brought my my dry max socks um I, yeah, i've got uh you know two pairs of gaiters um and then um like i talked about i i i brought um three different shoes i have three pairs of olympus two size 11 and halves and one size 12, I have, um, the ultra Mont Blanc. Um, and then I have, uh, the, uh, Topo mountain racer too. Uh, so I, you know, I've got three different types of shoes, um, that, you know, I can use under different conditions. Um, and, uh, you know, depending on how my feet are feeling. So, uh, besides all the different socks, I've got different shoe options. Um, for shorts, um, I've got the shredder five inch, uh, by rabbit. It's, they've got the, uh, loops for the poles so you can stow your po- poles pretty easily. Um, and, and they're still very accessible. I also have the, uh, the FKT, um, the rabbit FKT seven inch short, which is one of my favorites. I absolutely love, uh, that short. So, um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm trying to, um, make sure that I have plenty of options. Um, uh, I also actually, as we're just talking now, I threw my, my Solomon pole quiver, <laughs> uh, in my, um, in my bag. Um, my pack is the Solomon, uh, advanced skin 12 liter. I've got two of those just in case anything happens. Uh, you know, if, if one breaks or something like that, I've got a, a backup pack. Um, I use the, uh, hydro flask, uh, excuse me, hydro pack, uh, two liter, uh, force, um, bladder. Um, let's see, I've got the, uh, the Solomon, um, I think it's the XA filter that goes onto the, uh, the soft flasks. Um, uh, I've got, uh, two different sun caps. I've got the Solomon, um, sun cap and then the, uh, the Nathan desert, uh, racer cap. So I've got, you know, stuff that will cover my ears and my neck, uh, as well as the, uh, uh excuse me, the buff, um, desert cap. I think it, I think I said that wrong. Um, and the buff, uh, UV arm sleeves, uh, as well as, um, the buff, you know, kind of neck gaiter. Uh, so you know, I've got all these things that will help me with the, the sun. Cause at the beginning we're very exposed. Um, and so, you know, I'm trying to, to cover up a lot. Um, and then, um, got a few different shirts, uh, the Patagonia, um, I, I'm using their, um, uh, their Capoline, uh, it's like the cool Capoline cool, uh, lightweight. It's like really thin, 
really comfortable. Um, I also bought the uh, the Rabbit. Um, I think it's on the Eric Sensman line. It's got the uh, diamond laser cut holes, so it's already perforated, um, which I've used quite a few times and is quite nice in the heat. So I've got that one. Um, we have to have uh, base layers, so I have a few different Smart Wool, um, Innovate, and uh, Segoy uh, kind of uh, wool base layers. Uh, bringing along my Innovate um, rain jacket um, and also my Solomon Bonatti uh, Pro jacket and pants. They're both uh, waterproofs. Um, what else? Uh, I've got you know a few Boko trucker hats. Um, and, uh, I think that's my main gear. So, you know, lots of stuff, obviously that I had to pack, um, watch. I'm going with the Coros Vertex 2 for its battery life. You know, we have to have the, uh, um, the course on something. So I have it, uh, both on my watch as well as on my phone. I've got some goal zero batteries. They have these, uh, um, smaller compact batteries rather than their, their larger. I, I think the larger ones are called nomad, but the smaller packs, um, they make in three different sizes and I've got the medium and the large sizes, two of each, uh, to help, you know, keep my batteries charged while I'm out there. Um, and I think that's, uh, for the most part, all my gear that I'm going with. So if you've got questions on the gear, um, on the nutrition, you know, obviously just give me a holler. Um, you know, if you're working on your nutrition plan, got a question, you know, please just, you know, let me know. Obviously this week, um, I may be slow to, if at all I respond, but, uh, you know, once, once Bigfoot's over, I'll kind of be back into the, the, you know, the mix. So, uh, I'll get back to you as fast as I can. Um, but other than that, um, man, you know, I, I just really appreciate you guys. Um, I, I can't wait for this adventure. So looking forward to, to getting out there and, and getting this race going. Uh, want to thank, you know, my family, for, uh, for supporting me. Uh, I want to thank, uh, my Pacers, uh, David Workman, Nathan Franz, um, uh, Morgan Elliott and, uh, um, oh goodness, <laughs> uh, Mercedes, uh, Gaither for, for coming out. Sorry. I blanked for a second there. Um, and Terry Foxworth for crewing. I really appreciate everybody. Uh, thank you for all the kind words and support. Again, you can uh, hit the the link for tracking. Uh, I'll put that in the show notes. But um, yeah, I, I just can't wait to, to get going here. And uh, obviously, I'll do a, a review. I'm going to bring out my recording equipment. You know, try to do some some recording with my um, my crew and my pacers, and, and kind of you know maybe we'll talk about things and and go over uh, you know. Uh, what you know what we what 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 transpired so uh thank you guys so much for listening uh again reach out to me with any questions or comments and uh as always thank you guys for listening and until next time keep running my friends